Hello and welcome to another episode of The Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your 20s and 30s with me, your host, Chantelle the Coach. I'm a quarter life and confidence coach to millennial and Gen Z women who are just trying to navigate being on their own, which is easier said than done. Sometimes we feel like we need a relationship, sometimes we don't, but in amongst that, we feel like we want to make the most of our lives regardless of our relationship status and making the most of the opportunities that single life brings. But loneliness can sometimes be a part of that. And so this podcast offers you the opportunity to realise you aren't alone, that there are more single ladies out there than you might realise, and that there is so much to be had from single life. And in today's episode, I want to talk about 2022. Now, you can't disagree with me that 2020 and 2021 haven't been all that. I don't know about you, um, but I'm getting to the point where I'm confused as to which year things happened in. I don't mean the big things. I know we went into lockdown March 2020 and we've had subsequent lockdowns since, uh, some of which may have affected you more than others at different points. But when I talk about things that happened before COVID or even within that lockdown period, I can't place the right summer sometimes because it, to me, really blends. Now, despite all of that, I have done a lot in that time. Sometimes that time feels like it's gone like that. And I can't believe we've been in a pandemic for so long. And then other times it feels like it has gone on forever. And that when was it normal? We don't remember what it was like before pre-pandemic. Now, you and I don't know what's going to happen between now and then, but I'm an optimist. I maintain quite a level of positivity, even when the going gets tough. Every now and then, I'm not immune to being sad, having emotions. Boy, do I express those in the ways that I need. However, I do have this resilience and optimism that I think, no matter what, well, even if it doesn't quite like settle down and things come in back in place as winter moves in, I'm optimistic that 2022 is literally going to be the year of you or it's going to be the year of me. Like, I am ready to own that year. And owning a year doesn't mean that it's going to all go my way at all because none of us can predict what's going to happen at any given time. It would be completely and utterly naive to think that, you know, I was going to make it my year and absolutely everything was going to happen. And the same for you too. But I think with the limitations we've had over the last two years and the setbacks that we've experienced over the past couple of years, I think there's a an energy that's needed as we head into 2022, a kind of practical intentional year to be had where hopefully the prospect is managing to get abroad finally or trying that new something or breaking free from things I don't know if I'm hoping it has but did lockdown make you start thinking about things I don't know if it was lockdown or if I was always thinking about those things because my divorce and going through that was enough of a life-changing reality shock that I had, I know the lockdown and the pandemic has been a reality check for people, whether they had a reality check before or not. It offered time, reflection, and deciding what we valued most. For some, there was a fear of 
like what happens if I get it what if I lose family members what if I get ill what if I pass away and for some that was a real hard reality that we've lost people lost people too soon even in some cases we might feel that way and that realization of that happening can make us question what we're doing here and make us realize that living in the moment is really important it's something that at times I can struggle with whether that's just being busy at work for sometimes and not really thinking about what I'm doing there's a lot of like autopilotness because I know how to do it I'm confident at doing it I can do it with a smile but I don't really think about it and I don't know how much I'm really in the moment paying attention to how I feel and those little tiny sections but also just that idea of when you want something you can't have it so you're chasing it rather than enjoying the journey doesn't happen to me so much but I'm not immune to that either that does happen to me and I'm sure there's been times where maybe you didn't realize it at the time but once you maybe got that promotion say and then you realized it wasn't all that and like you're like what did I do all this work for because quite frankly yeah it's all right it's not all that like it could be that and that's because you put so much focus in that outcome at the end that when it came back to, you know, the whole time you'd actually spent trying to get to that point, you'd missed all that. You'd not absorbed all of that. I feel like that about my uni days a little bit. I look back and then I was in such a rush. Yeah, I was. I was in such a rush to get through my university course so I could go out there and work in the industry that I'd studied for, which I didn't then do anyway. I went into another industry straight after because I'd done some work at the same time. I know I know I didn't make the most of the university time and enjoying that. I was very preoccupied and focused on the career and working aspect, which obviously is part of going to uni. But it's one of those reflections that, whilst I don't regret it because it's part of that journey, my life journey, it's important that I remember that going forward and don't make the same mistake again. I can't change what's already been done. And this is what I mean about how you look at what you can do. I could sit and dwell on that time for a long time and go, why didn't I do that? I should have made the most of more of the social events. I should have spent more time with people. I should have focused on building the skills rather than getting the jobs or the roles. But dwelling on that doesn't change any of that. Being able to observe it and realise that you can't change it now but can change it going forwards and right now what you're doing and apply it in that sense is incredibly powerful because I'm using a lesson that I specifically learned. No one's tried to tell me because we all know that we don't listen to people that tell us lessons. Um, Despite the fact I'm sharing this with you now, sometimes that element of understanding what someone did as opposed to being told or like berated or you must do this but it's that idea of understanding it through that experience what has been lived out that makes us realize and see it and apply it to our own scenario has there been a time when you were at uni what did your uni days live up to what you wanted them to be and in hindsight did you make the most of all the opportunities in your workplace are you making every chance to make friends and experience that as you go along 
as opposed to being focused on getting that next promotion. It's all part of it, of course, and it depends on your priorities and what you're really living for. But ahead of 2022, and this is not a very practical episode this week, it's more of a reflective, encouraging, what are you going to be doing kind of episode, it's useful for you to think about what it is that you really want and what you want to make out of 2022 so that you can make it your year. I am determined, given the limitations we've had, to make 2022 a brilliant year. And I think you should or could as well. It has been dreary these past two years. It's not been easy. It has been a challenge in various ways for all of us and people are still going through challenges. It's not over. Life doesn't stop throwing challenges at you. We just had a unique experience where a lot of us went through a very, very, very similar experience. I think we underestimate how many of us go through the same thing regardless of a pandemic. I think we forget that people struggle with dating as much as we we think they do. We look round and we see all the couples and think it's so easy for them. They've done it. They've got it. Why can't I have it? Yet there are a ton of us that aren't. And if you're in the single girls club, you'll know there's at least a couple of hundred people in there uh, that are in the same boat. And that's just the people that have happened to come across the shunt of the coach, the single girls guys to life pages. There's the people that aren't involved in that, that haven't found that yet. And it's not just obviously relationships. There's the jobs that you want, the living arrangements that you want. There's so many things that we think we don't have and that we want, when in actual fact, we can work on getting them. Some of them are easier than others because in dating, it relies on another person. And I talk about this a a little bit. It's really hard because there is... it's not something that you can completely control you cannot make anybody want to be with you to invest time in you you can only increase your chances of finding someone that does with a job it feels like it's much more in your control and it's hard to kind of move between those elements of internal and external loci of control but it's being able to approach things in that way and decide what it is that you want to put your time into whilst I don't fully believe in traditional New Year's resolutions because most people don't get past, I think it's six or seven weeks with their New Year's resolutions. Of course, because you've said it because everyone's doing it. Did you do all the prep for that in advance? Did you actually think about how you were going to build that up? Have you tried to go cold turkey on something and it has not worked out? Of course, there's going to be that element of challenge because we haven't actually prepared ourselves And that's why I wanted this podcast episode now, because it's no good a week before Christmas thinking about what you want and your New Year's resolutions, which statistically speaking, aren't going to work out. What you want to be doing is starting to reflect now on what it is you really want and then considering how you can introduce those ideas throughout 2022 It isn't a necessity to be doing it all from January 1st. In fact, that's a pretty poor way of doing it because you need to take your time. You need to establish habits and changes and routines 
And doing it all at once is overwhelming. Then you fail one of them, break that habit that you thought you were going to try and fix. And then you feel disappointed and you don't have the success that breeds more success. You don't have the little mini wins pushing you on to keep going and to motivate you. Instead, you feel demotivated because you've let yourself down. And so 2022, in order for it to be the year of you, you need to start working out what you want. You need to start evaluating how these last couple of years have been, how the last five years have been, and what you see for the future. And it's important that we understand this is not just you start changing what you do. You have to pair it all up. Mind, body, and soul has to all align. You have to believe what you're doing and really want to do it. And you have to have that confidence that it's the right thing for you to do. And that's not doubting it because someone says it's not worth doing. That is, I'm doing this because it's right for me. It's going to make me healthier. It's going to develop my personal skills, my qualities. I'm going to get better at this and what it's going to offer you. Now, one of the most powerful techniques I think I use within that and would recommend is some form of visualization of seeing that whether that's part of a meditation that you use to try and visualize what you see in the future now let me know what I ever come up with as like visuals is never quite accurate but rather than taking it on the surface level of whatever that vision is I look at the kind of values behind it what does it mean to be doing that what does it mean to be on a stage say delivering a talk what's it really about and that in this sense is like podcasting it's not that bit that I want it's the sharing the knowledge bringing together a community it's that kind of element so rather than taking the things that you visualize and actually see in a practical sense because if we do that then sometimes we can attach ourselves to the outcome And you constantly just want that. Whereas reality is, is that you can get that in other forms and it doesn't always look the way that you thought it would. When of things, when in your life, and I'm sure you'll come up with a really easy idea here. When did something not happen for you in the way that you thought it was going to, but it actually turned out to be a very good way for you. Pretty sure that's happened to you, probably. Going to put some money on that. But the idea is, is that you visualize it. And if you don't visualize, because maybe you can't see pictures in your mind or anything like that, then mood board. Mood boarding is beautiful. You take a bunch of magazines and you cut out the pictures that you're drawn to. I know mine often picture dogs because I'd love to have a dog. The practical element of that as a single uh, busy professional is not the reality that I can really give to a dog. That doesn't mean it's not on my mood board because I found ways to allow dogs to be in my life without having a dog. I would love to have a dog, but at the same time, I remember the responsibility of that. And instead, I now house sit and dog sit at the weekends or in the holidays. And that's part of, therefore, having interactions with animals and that love and cuddliness without all the responsibility. So whilst I put dogs in my mood board, and sometimes I imagine having a dog, whether it's my old dog or a new dog, it's the idea that, okay, so I don't have a dog of my own, but 
I can get the love of a dog and have them to enjoy to take for walks for a bit. And that still fulfills the same kind of thing. Okay, it's not there every day when I come through the door. But I can't, you can't have everything. 2022 feels like an exciting time. The new year, whilst I don't necessarily believe in those New Year's resolutions per se, I think is a really good natural marker. Because it happens anyway. It's that cycle and it starts off your first quarter of the year. Obviously you get four quarters. Um, and we like a 90-day cycle when we're working on things and improving things. It doesn't take long to instill a habit at the shortest end. It can take, I think it's over a year to instill a habit. Otherwise, it varies massively. But three months is a nice kind of time length in the sense that it gives you the opportunity to see what's going on. But knowing what you want, knowing where you want to put your energy and making sure you know it well is key. Because if you don't, then you might end up putting your energy into the wrong places. It's about being honest with yourself. Stripping back all of the things that you think you want, that people are telling you you should want. And deciding for yourself what you want. And when I describe 2022 as the year of you, I mean that. I mean it's about you and your decisions. It's not about what other people are saying. It is about you deciding what's going on in your life. Some of you that have experienced or are experiencing your quarter life crisis, this is what this is all about. Finally, you realise that what you want isn't what everyone else says you should want. And you decide that you're going to make the decisions about your life. You're going to work out what it is that you want. And you're not going to let anyone take that away from you. Now, I can't wait to use my year of you book. I'm not going to lie. It's it's proper, proper hardback. And it's got a day per page. I know I've spoken about journaling on here before. But to me, the excitement of starting to decide what I want to do, to evaluate what I really want to go into. Now, I'm thinking over the ideas. I'm not using that yet. But I'm getting my thoughts aligned. I'm reflecting on things as they happen. And, you know, some moves I've already made that I'm starting to think, oh, I could do that, could do that. There's a lot of coulds. Um, there's a lot of coulds and there's a lot of I do need to wait for January's. But... It's an exciting time to look forward to and going along with the book and evaluating your life to start with and then keeping track throughout. Something in the journaling episode I mentioned a couple of episodes ago is the kind of record that journaling gives you. Some of my old journals are incredibly powerful. Um, they're just, they just allow you to get it, even just from like a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months, you just go... As if I was thinking about that when my life has moved on this way. As if I was feeling that way. You forget. You forget how you feel because so much happens in our lives. But 2022 is your year. If you're not part of the Single Girls Club, get into the club. Because we have online events. We've got events elsewhere that start helping you to become part of the community. You can post things in there. And I've not seen a post go by that doesn't have some sort of reaction, whether it's likes, but if you're being vulnerable, sharing experience, asking a question, a couple of replies minimum. Sometimes there's a real conversation that gets going. And having that buzz around you is important. Or 
get involved with the journal because the journal has a group very specific to trying to keep your goals together so if you get the book you can join in or you'll have an opportunity to join that group separately if you just don't want the book but want the accountability of making 2022 something for you it is it's time to drop the worry and I know that's easier said than done because for some of us there is a real layer of anxiety to get past it's not just stop worrying about it but what are you doing about that feeling? Because if you're continuing to try and change your life, but you're not doing certain elements differently that are getting in your way, that are adding blockages, that are triggering to you, then you're just going to see the same results. The patterns are going to repeat. Nothing's going to change. So this is an encouraging episode. It's an episode to encourage you to reflect. Start thinking now about where you want to go into 2022, what it is you really want and where it is that you think you want your energy to go. And in a couple of episodes time, I'll be readdressing this with a bit more of a specificity around it and the idea of setting up for 2022. There's lots of elements. I think there's going to be some great opportunities to like share biggest wins and look at what made 2020 and 2021 the years that they were for you. What were the key turning points and like, what do you hope for going to 2022? But you can't answer those without sitting down and reflecting, taking that time out to yourself, giving yourself the opportunity to process, look at what's really gone on and get ready to make 2022 the year of you. So I urge you to get involved, share it, write it down, think about it and come prepared for a couple of episodes time and we can delve even a bit more deeply into that there and until next time single ladies keep thriving